Hello, I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. Welcome to God Day. And uh, I pray that this message today will be very practical for you. It's about the power of the tongue. And I believe this is a vital lesson that we need to, to learn. Uh, the Bible talks about the, the heart and the mouth working together. And um, of course, we all understand how important the heart is, keeping our hearts in good condition. But the mouth also does play a very important role in our spiritual life and our spiritual growth. So the tongue is a very small member of the body, but the Bible says, and we'll be looking at James chapter 3 in particular, that it is very important. It's probably your most powerful muscle in the body. And, uh, and so we see that right from the beginning of the Bible, of course, uh, that God actually released his Holy Spirit and released his creative power by speaking words. Uh, he said, let, let it be, let light be, let, and everything was brought forth into existence by the word of God. And we are made in the image of God. So that, that tells us that obviously we, we, we don't have God's power, but nevertheless, we're in the image of God and therefore our words are important. There is great power in our words for good or for evil. And because we're made in the image of God, in fact, Proverbs 18.12 says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And, and so we can create or we can destroy. We can build great relationships or we can destroy relationships. We can, uh, we can do a lot of great things and a lot of bad things with our tongue. And in particular, we need to learn to yield our tongue to the Holy Spirit and to the Word of God. And um, Jesus, I think, said this the most clearly in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 to 37. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the mouth expresses what is in the heart and releases what is in the heart. A good man, out of the good treasure in his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure in his heart, brings forth evil things. So through, um, so the, the, the two things are, you need to build up good treasure in your heart rather than evil th treasure. That depends on what you meditate on. Uh, but then, once you have that good treasure, you need to bring it forth into your life, into, uh, in, in, into your soul, into your, into your life, so that um, you, the, the blessing of God comes into your life. Uh, and then he says, for by your word, sorry, and he, he says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So notice, again, putting it all together, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. How does he bring forth good things? Out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So by speaking those good things forth, you actually bring those things forth into your life. On the other hand, if you meditate on evil things, the evil man treasures up evil things in his heart and then he brings them forth into his life by speaking them. And so this uh, tells us that words are very important. In fact, Jesus went on to say, every idle word men speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you'll be justified or vindicated, and by your words you'll be condemned. So 
when you give yourself to speaking evil words, God will, will take you to, to judgment for that. So our words are very powerful. And so the key is meditate on the word of God, meditate on that which is, is good, and then bring it forth by speaking it out. A lot of people think that uh, that is not necessary. And do not be the, like the evil man who treasures up evil things. Now in God's book, that includes anxiety and worry, meditating on, on the, the negative things as if God didn't care for you and then speaking them forth brings you know, depression and brings negative things into your life. And you know, you can, by, by believing in rejection, oh, nobody loves me, meditating on how you've been rejected and then speaking that out, you're actually bringing forth more rejection into your life. And so we need to be careful with our tongue. Uh, the growth, our spiritual growth, is to a great degree determined by our tongue. You see, we are spirit, soul, and body. And when we receive Christ, we are born again. And we have a brand new spirit. And we have the fountain of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And our spiritual growth happens as the more of our soul, our mind, will, our emotions, our personality, the more that our soul is submitted to the spirit, the more the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit can be expressed in our life. So how is the life of the Spirit to be expressed through us? Well, it's obviously by faith, but also as we put action to our faith, we actually release the things of the Holy Spirit into our life. And so the more we, we trust in and then act on, uh, the more... God's life from within is released. And one of the most important actions is the action you make with your tongue. In fact, the Bible emphasizes this as the first action. And so you receive the word of God and then you should confess the word of God. And that actually then releases uh, that, that reality of God to come forth into your life. That's just how God has designed us. As it says in Romans 10.10, 10, it says, with the heart, one believes to righteousness. So with the heart you believe and, and you, you connect with the reality of God that's in your spirit. But then it says with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And, and this word salvation doesn't just mean being saved from hell. It, it's the big word that means wholeness. It means the life of God filling every part of your life, filling, filling your soul your, with peace filling your, your body with health, filling your life with, with God's fullness. And so confession is made unto salvation. We believe it in our heart, but we also must speak it with our mouth to bring forth God's wholeness in our life. And that's where I believe many Christians miss it. They, they give their mouth to whatever they're feeling in the moment and they speak evil things from their flesh. But when actually we should be you know, refusing to express the flesh in that way. If, you know, if in doubt, say not. Just zip it, all right? Don't, don't speak the negative. Um, but, you know, now I'm not talking about if you go to the doctors and the doctor says, what's wrong with you? And you say, there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> That's just silly. I mean, there are situations where you have to, you know, um, give the facts of the matter. But uh, 
the key thing is what is your meditation? And in that kind of situation, yes, I'm facing this problem right now. It's not wrong to define the problem, but don't stop there. But, but then you go on and you say, but God, but God is my healer, but God is my strength, but God's going to give me the victory in this situation. So never finish with, never finish with the negative, always move through into declaring God's power in the situation, God's word in the situation. And so we believe it in our heart and we, we speak it with our mouth. And that helps to release the power of God in our life. Well, praying in tongues, of course, is a very bl great blessing. Uh, the Bible says that um, in Acts 2.4, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And you might think that's enough just to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But actually, it says, and then they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You see, this is how God's made us. It, it's, it's, we're filled with the Spirit. That gives us the capacity, but then the Spirit gives us words. And as we obey the Holy Spirit and express those words, then the life of the Spirit can be released through us. So we don't just want to be filled, we want to be overflowing. And the key is to open the nozzle of our mouth to let the water flow out. You see, you think, think of being filled with the Spirit is like having your, your hose in the garden full of water. Well, that's fine, but it's no good really if there's no water coming out. You've got to open the nozzle so that the water can flow out. And that's what you do when you open your mouth to speak the word of God or to pray in tongues. You are expressing the Spirit and the Spirit can now flow through you. All right, but I really wanted to take uh, just the main part of the time looking at James, the book of James on this issue. Um, the Bible says uh, in James, I, th I think it's chapter 1, verse 22, he says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only. And this is the main emphasis of James. He says you're saved, great stuff, but now you need to be a doer of the word. And he says, he goes on in James chapter 1, verse 23, and he says, If anyone is a, a hearer of the word and not a doer, so in other words, we have to put the word into action. And what we're going to see is that James emphasizes the tongue, not as the only way we act on the word, but it is one of the three major ways that we act on the word of God is the use of our tongue. And so, um, in fact, he devotes the whole of chapter three to, to it. So he says, if anyone's a hearer of the word, not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. And he's talking about a man here is the word for a man rather than a woman. So in other words, it, in, I use myself as an example. Uh, whereas uh, my lovely wife Hillary might spend a, a reasonable amount of time looking in the mirror, you know, to make herself... Um, I would take a quick look in the mirror, job done. And then... This is a picture, you see, of somebody who doesn't really meditate on the Word of God and they don't see who they really are. He says he observes himself and he immediately forgets. And so if, if we just take a quick look in the Word of God, we forget 
because the word of God is like a mirror and it tells you who you are in Christ. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. You, you are the blessed. You are accepted by God. You are the, in the beloved and, and all the wonderful truths. And you need to meditate on the word until you see yourself that way. But if you just take a quick look, like I do in the mirror in the morning, and then uh, you forget. And then when you're in life, you, you're not reacting in the right way. And so he says, but we should be like the person who looks intently into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. And, and it's when you look into the word of God, it tells you that Christ has set you free, that the Holy Spirit lives in you, that, that, that he has set you free from the power of sin and from the law. And therefore, you can live a life of victory. And he says, but you have to continue in the word of God and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in his doing. So notice, he says, you meditate in the word of God. You build up the, in the treasure in your heart. And then as you act on it, you act accordingly, you see, then you are blessed in your doing. So the blessing isn't is only realized and actualized when you actually obey the word. When you act, okay, I'm the righteousness of God. Right now I'm going to act like the righteousness of God, you see. I'm going to act like uh, I'm blessed of God. Hallelujah. And then as you align your life with the word of God and obey the word of God, then you are blessed in your doing. And so one of the most important actions of obedience is our tongue. We need to, our tongue needs to express the word of God. And um, that's where he goes in verse 26, chapter 1, he says, If any one of you thinks he is religious, that is, a good practicing Christian, and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is useless. In other words, it's a very important area here. If you don't take control of your tongue, and make sure that it doesn't express evil things, but only good things, then um, you, you actually are not going to be in the blessing of God. If you think you are, you're, being, you're deceived. He says, you, you will be unproductive. In other words, the use of your tongue is absolutely fundamental to being a, an effective Christian. Um, sometimes the flesh wants to express itself through our tongue. We've got to learn to recognize that and stop it. And then he, then he goes on and describes other areas. But I want to jump to James 3, which particularly focuses on the tongue. He says, first of all, let few become teachers, knowing we will receive a stricter judgment. Of course, lots of people want to be teachers, but they should be careful because God's going to hold us all into account for, what we, for the words that we say, because words are powerful. Um, and then it says, we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he's a perfect or mature man, able also to bridle the whole body. And so that tells you that a key mark of maturity is the ability to bridle the tongue. And he says more than that, if you bridle the tongue, you can bridle the whole body. In other words, this is telling us that the tongue is the control center of the body. And the first step to bridling your tongue is to get the word of God on your tongue and then you can bring your whole body, your whole life into alignment with the word of God. But it starts by getting your tongue bridled 
to the Word of God. And then James gives some very interesting examples of this. He says in verse 3, James 3.3, we put bits in the horse's mouth so that they may obey us and we turn their whole body. And now a, a horse is so much stronger than we are and yet we can control the direction of a horse with a little thing like a bit in, in the mouth and, and we can turn their whole body. And it might be hard, you see, to think that just by getting my, my words right, uh, I can actually control something that seems so out of control, like my life. How can I possibly steer my life you know, into God's will? Well, the Bible says you can do it with your tongue. Your tongue is, is, is that control, like that bridle in the mouth that can, can turn your life in the right direction. A bit is small and weak compared to the horse, but because it's at the control center, you can, you can control a big horse and get it to go where you want. And so the mouth is, is the control center of the whole body. So if you get control of your mouth, you can bring your whole body and life into line. And then he says, verse four, look at ships, those so large and driven by fierce winds. That's a bit like our life, all right? How can we, you know, with all the stuff happening around us, how can we keep our ship, the ship of our life, on, on the right course? It says, they are turned by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot desires. So your, our life is like a big ship. We, we, G, Jesus is the captain of our ship, and, but we are the pilot. The pilot is the one that actually controls the rudder. So Jesus gives us his instructions, and if we, if we control, we actually guide our life by controlling the rudder. And he says, the tongue is that rudder. And even though the tongue is very small, like a rudder is, uh, it has the ability to actually control the direction of the ship. So we, we control our life and make sure we, we cause it to go where the captain wants it to go simply by controlling the rudder, all right? Um, he doesn't get outside the ship and try to push it. He just controls the rudder and then the rudder is at the control center so th and then the ship is steered as such. So you may be going through a lots of winds right now and the devil wants to get control of your mouth where you speak all kinds of evil things uh, and, and even against God and all the rest and, and, and that's like somebody who's let go of the rudder and, or has handed it over to someone who's evil, who wants to shipwreck your life. No, you've got, the key thing is, in that storm, keep control of the rudder and point it the way the captain says, and you start declaring your faith, and you start declaring God's victory in this situation, and that God is bringing you through, and that God is working all things together for your good. Praise God. And then you will keep your life on course through the storm. And then he talks about the power of the tongue. He says, even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And so that's the, the evil power of the tongue. Just a little spark can cause a forest fire. So when you speak evil, that can spread like fire. And, and you could also, he says, so the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So be careful because you can do damage with your tongue and uh, you can destroy your relationships, you can destroy God's blessing in your life because 
when you, when your tongue is how you express authority in your life. You know, when you stand up to, to give your marriage vows, it's, it, it, nothing actually is authorized or happens until you actually say, I will. You, you release your authority through your mouth. And so when you release evil words, God can't get with those. God can't back that up. God can't bless you. But the enemy can. If they're words that come from him, then that you're empowering him in his life. And so it, it can create great damage, like a fire, a spreading fire. And so he says, the tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body. And like I said, the tongue is at the control center of your body so that when you actually uh, speak evil, it defiles your whole body, your whole life. And it sets on fire the course of nature. This, I think, is verse 6. And what that means is the course of nature is talking about the cycle the cycles and the seasons of your life. You know, we all go through different seasons in our life. There's, you know, growing up and, you know, different stages of your life. But he says, if you give your tongue to evil, you will destroy the, the whole course of your life. Your life will not unfold the way that it ought to and go through its beautiful seasons. You will just disrupt the whole progress of your life. And then it says, and is set on fire by hell. So this is talking about the fact you, there's a great danger. If you yield to evil, you're actually yielding to Satan, you know, to the power of hell, and you can release the power of hell in your life. So if you're not sure if something is of the flesh or of the spirit, don't, don't express it until submit it to God. Say, Lord, is this of you or is it not of you? And only when you know it's of God, speak it forth. All right, we have to bring our, term, our tongue under control. The next analogy, he compares it to a wild beast. He says, every kind of beast has been tamed by mankind, verse 7, but no man can tame the tongue. You, can't, you need God's help, in other words, to tame the tongue. And the Holy Spirit will help you do that. And, and the Word of God will help you do that. But you can't do it in your own strength. It says, it's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. And, and so... He, he is saying that naturally speaking, if you don't do, if you don't bridle your tongue, the sin nature in your flesh, uh, you know, has has evil in it, and you just speak whatever comes to you, um, you you're, you will be like this um, wild beast. Um, sorry, the wild beast, will, the tongue will manifest like a wild beast. And, and in fact, to show the kind of care you need to do, that's why God has put your tongue behind a row of teeth. He's, what do you do with a wild beast? You, you put it in jail. So God's put your tongue in, in a jail so that you should only let this wild beast out, as it were, when, when you know it's under the control of the spirit. Because if you just let it out nilly-willy, you know, you could be releasing some, you know, crocodile out of your mouth that is very destructive, not just for others, but for yourself too, ultimately. And so praying in tongues is a wonderful way. And speaking the word of God, you are bringing your tongue under the control of God. And then he sets a puzzle in verse 9. He says, with it we bless our God, and with it we curse men made in the image of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. Brethren, this ought not to be. And yet it happens. How come a Christian out of the same mouth can come blessing 
and then the next day, cursing, evil words. This, this doesn't normally happen in nature, does it? Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? No, normally it's either a fresh spring or a bitter spring. But yet, the human beings are a little different because we actually have two springs on the inside of us. We have the spring of our spirit and we have the spring of our flesh. And they both want to be expressed through the same opening. And we have to control. It's a bit like having a hot water and cold water and one opening. So we have to control and only let the right kind of water out. Um, because both the flesh, sometimes the flesh wants to express itself and sometimes the spirit does. And that's why if people who don't control their tongue, you can one minute have one, and one minute have the other. So you've got to learn to shut off the spring of the flesh and, and always yield to the to the spring of the spirit. And, and at the end of the chapter, James says, you, you've, you have to learn to recognize. He says in verse three, if bitter envy and self-seeking is in your heart, this wisdom, these words are not from above, but from below, uh, they're even demonic. And so if, the, if, you, if that's what's expressing is of the flesh, don't yield to it, because it will bring destruction in your life. But on the other hand, he talks about the, the, the waters that come from the Spirit. It says, but the wisdom from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and hypocrisy, and full of peace, he says. And so what he's saying is, you, you learn to recognize, is this, where, where is this thought? Where are these words coming from? Is, are they peaceable? Are they, are they of God? Then express them. But if they are full of animosity and hatred and, and negative things from the flesh, don't express them. All right? He says that's what it means. You've got to yield. You're, you've got to bring your tongue under control so that you're only speaking the, the blessing of God rather than the curses of darkness. Praise God. So I hope you found that helpful to, to encourage you to, to do that. Always bring forth the sweet water of the Holy Spirit and you will find your life will get stronger and more blessed. Amen.